106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. better costume to wear this year than the most ridiculous one I could think of, you. This year, I'm going as an uber-woke, overly anxious, perpetually offended 20-something. Okay, first of all, I have my fuck the patriarchy t-shirt. Oh, yes, and then I have a check from the patriarchy to pay my car insurance. Yeah, my nose ring, my vape pen. I've got my cloth surgical mask my surgical mask, my N95 mask, and my face shield. Then after I leave the house, I have my participation trophy, my cat ear headphones to listen to sad music, the stick that goes up my ass. Every time the Democrats lose an election, they always say, uh, well, we didn't get our message out. No, you did. That's the problem, you did. And the message is, we never stand up to the people who wake up offended and live on Twitter. And America is not Twitter. They haven't learned that lesson yet. Now, I don't even fuck with Twitter anymore. I mean, why? I could tweet, good morning, and the first 10 responses would be, well, I'm sure every morning is good for you with your white privilege. <laughs> okay, I can't. <laughs> and you know, th that is not liberalism. Liberalism is lifting up those who have been forgotten and forsaken. This, that's not, it's not being petty and scolding and virtue signaling. Trust me, folks, I haven't changed. I really haven't. I am still the same pot-smoking, childless, unmarried libertine I always was. They say the walls are closing in. They say the walls are closing in. But that's fake news, and everybody knows it. They say the walls are closing in. It started off with Russia, Russia, Russia. Then Horseface Stormy, even though I'd never touch her. The one they pinched was the creepy porn lawyer. They say the walls are closing in. And then we had the perfect call. Pencil neck shift lied about it all. Acquitted for life on all the phony charges. They say the walls are closing in. And now we have Fat Alvin Bragg Thought he had indictments in the bag Grand jury's gone, all that's left are his Twinkies They say the walls are closing in They say the walls are closing in Still say the walls are closing in But they don't call me Teflon Don for nothing Because the walls aren't closing in Hey everyone, Tom Fitton here, President Judicial Watch, to respond to the terrible news of the Trump indictment. Trump is a crime victim. Uh, New York Democrats' uh, attempt to jail and prosecute him is an attack on the rule of law and a brazen attempt to rig the elections in 2024 for Joe Biden and Democrats. And Judicial Watch denounces in the strongest possible terms this corrupt scheme by Alvin Bragg to turn Trump into a political prisoner. Now, Congress and every responsible government official should use every power they have under law to undo this attempt to wreck a Republican form of government. And you can be sure that Judicial Watch will do all the heavy lifting it can uh, to expose this corruption behind this unprecedented 
and dangerous malicious prosecution of President Trump. Many talented people of color were snubbed in major categories. Um, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood foreign press are all very, very racist. So we were going to do an in memoriam this year, but when I saw the list of people that had died, it wasn't diverse enough. It just, no. It was mostly white people. And I thought, nah, not on my watch. So, you could binge watch the entire first season of Afterlife instead of watching this show. That, that's a show about a man who wants to kill himself because his wife dies of cancer. And it's still more fun than this, okay? <laughs> Spoiler alert, um, season two is on the way, so in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. universe <clears throat> always revolves around me so if it's evening i always say it's evening if it's morning i say it's morning regardless of what day it is or time it is wherever you are outer slombodia i'm just calling it the way it is here and on the left coast in northern california so uh <clears throat> i'm happy with whenever you're up and enjoying life whether it's the night or the morning or whatever or it's cold or hot so I'm sitting here uh, in a very quiet evening tonight and uh, just finished a freedomco.net, Freedom Coalition Network meeting. And uh, so I'm getting to this later than normal, but I'm feeling good. Got some very interesting things to talk about today and thankful that you're listening. Or even if you're not, I'm sure that you're doing something that's important to you and that's what you ought to do because it's your life do what you want to do as the song once said this is Lou Benninger you're listening to No Hostages Radio <clears throat> this is uh, the number 210 episode 210 and it will appear on April 8th 2023 and uh, wherever your uh, favorite source is for podcasts or you can always go to nohostagesradio.com to pick it up there you can also click on the listen live button to listen to a live show if you click on it on saturdays uh, from 10 a.m left coast time to 1 p.m i do a live show on kmyc 1410 a.m but as i said you could click on the listen live button over at uh, the podcast and it will you can double dip to a little bit different show and it runs as i mentioned 10 to 1 about three hours but uh it seems like there's less time in that show than there is in this one uh but uh have at it if you want otherwise uh 
you can reach me. I was with, actually, I was in a meeting tonight, small meeting, uh, organizational, kind of rebooting a website, freedomco.net. We've been working on it for months. In fact, you ought to take a look at it, freedomco, freedom with C-O, dot net. And it will tell you about what's going on in our country today and how uh, you can help yourself and help other people weather the storm, freedomco.net. So we have a Freedom Coalition here in Yuba Sutter counties. That's where it started uh, during COVID. And then some other counties picked up on the idea as well, surrounding counties in Northern California. And uh, But the main thing is that we help one another weather this storm uh, wherever it goes and stand up and do what's right. You know, God always felt that God required us to do what's right regardless of how it turns out. It's never wrong to do right, and so that's what we're working at, and so freedomco.net, we meet, meet twice monthly. We used to have kind of big public meetings, encourage a lot of people to come in here, here. but <clears throat> my focus right now on freedomco.net is to build a website where people that have needs, whether medical needs or political needs or governmental needs or... Uh, they need to get an exemption or they need help with something in their life, they can go there during these political, stressful experiences we're living through, whether they need food, food, products, wherever they live. They can get kind of a one-stop shop at freedomco.net, how to be an activist, how to be an activist wherever you are, your county, your city, your jurisdiction. So... I uh, just came from that meeting, and uh, so go to freedomco.net, check it out, and see if you can uh, benefit from some of the resources there, free of charge, always. We don't charge for anything. It's all volunteer. Everybody that's there uh, is working hard to not just hoard information, but to share information, so that's what we're doing. So you can reach me. Oh, one of the guys that was there, he I hadn't seen him for a few months, but he popped up, and I wanted to meet him again, but I didn't get his contact information, so I did tonight. And he said, you know, I was listening to your radio show or your podcast on Saturday, and he said, you say a lot of things, and I don't have time to write it all down. If that ever is in the, the case, you can also always text me. I'm going to give you my phone number, or you can always email me. I'll give you that in a second. And um, I will provide you the information you need. So many people contact me and they'll say, oh, Lou, I want to listen to that clip again. Can you send me the address to that clip? And I do that. But sometimes people want some of the <clears throat> data that I'm providing. And I will also provide that to you the best I can. If I can cut and paste it out of my notes, I certainly will. I just don't talk off the top of my head. And I don't read read a script, so I talk about a topic and include facts. So there you have it. So my phone number, very simple, is 530-713-1838. Once again, 530-713-1838. That's my cell phone. You can text it. You can call it. You can do that night or day. doesn't bother me. I am on the left coast, so if you can call me at an hour where you think I might be awake, that would be good. But if not, I'll talk to you at other at odd times. And the uh, web or the uh, email site is based on our website, and that's Lou L O U at 
nohostagesradio.com. Once again, Lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. All right. Uh, if you've listened for a while, you know I travel some and do some work overseas, and so it's been very educational. <clears throat> uh, I never sought to go overseas. I never had a traveling itch. But a part of my job was to travel some, and so I began doing projects in other countries, and in, in some communist countries, um, specifically Russia, Laos, China, and uh, Vietnam, and uh, and traveled to some other countries like India, and, and got. I think it's a wonderful education. You don't sit in classes; you just observe and listen, and partake, and you learn, learn, learn. So I encourage you to travel, take your kids to travel, and uh, it's a wonderful experience. And um, so I used to think going to what we used to call third world nations or banana republics and things like that, there, I used to uh, marvel at the corruption and the uh, dishonesty and the violence and crazy things that go on, you know. And, but I have uh, been changing my thinking about what's going on. And there's a, I was reading a short article or a blog or email blog by a guy named Connor uh, Boyack. And Connor Boyack has written what, what they call the Tuttle Twins books that are fantastic in every family, but that has children still young should buy them buy the whole package and they will educate them kids they will those books will educate your kids like no others it's called the tuttle twins t-u-t-t-l-e please i bought them and given them away to families that i that uh, had young children that i you know when i was uh, a father i i always struggled i felt i just didn't have the information that I knew it myself but I didn't have the information or how to deliver it to my kids and there wasn't an internet back then and there wasn't things like the Tuttle Twins so anyway I saw this thing from Connor Boyack and he said when he wrote this article he said I'm reminded of the story of a Chinese man talking to his American friend this isn't a joke I'm reminded of a story of the story of a Chinese man talking to his American friend now, I have friends in these countries, and it's interesting talking to each other because you have a cultural bent when you talk to each other. The guy says, the American asked his Chinese friend what it was like to live amongst so much, amongst so much state-sponsored propaganda, as in China. We used to laugh about it when we'd hear what the state media pravda used to say to the Russian people, we'd just chuckle at it. Even when we were teenagers, we'd think, Can they, are they, they believe that? These poor people struggling over there believe that America is poverty-stricken. So the American asked his friend what it was like to live amongst so much state-sponsored propaganda. The Chinese man laughs and says, the difference between the Chinese people and the American people is that the Chinese all know that their media is run by the state. You get it? Well, I used to think we had a free media. There was freedom 
and the freedom of the press, and the press was a watchdog, not a lapdog. Obviously, now I don't believe those things. So Connor writes, he said, if there's one thing state-sponsored media can't stand, it's when people tell the truth. For decades, he said, the New York Times and National Public Radio or NPR and other so-called Quotes, trusted sources have enjoyed a reputation in the mainstream as being reliable, unbiased, and generally trustworthy. Of course, there have always been those of us who have looked with skepticism at all media outlets, but I'll admit that most people saw, saw these sources as at least mostly serious. Today, NPR, do you know what National Public Radio is? NPR is a radio station that our tax dollars actually pays for. And it's very liberal. And, and and you should be asking your question, why with all, like the radio station I do shows on, it's not nonprofit, it's not a public radio, it's it's just radio, talk radio. Why would Why would the government have to pay for NPR, which is in control by liberals? Connor writes, today NPR and its affiliated journalists are in full meltdown mode because Twitter added a, quote, U.S. state-affiliated media tag to their profile. So I guess Twitter, I'm not that familiar with Twitter, I don't tweet. I guess on the profiles of various Twitter participants like NPR, Twitter describes the genre of the of the participant like conservative liberal whatever whatever right so they branded npr as u.s u.s state affiliated media they branded them that and they had a meltdown well that's exactly what they are they're not only state affiliated they're state funded they have no competition they just are funded by the taxpayer you and i have to give them money we don't give money to there's a lot of radio stations right around our area we we don't give tax money to them uh, uh, as a mandate we might support them we might buy our advertising so he says i'm gonna have to side with elon musk here i mean where's the lie where's the lie in npr being state affiliated media now we realize that all the media is pretty much state funded and we just we just finally, you know, so much things, so many things we realized during COVID, right? How dirty our government was, how criminal the medical profession was, on and on and on. In the years since the boldness with which so-called experts in government, media, healthcare, education, nearly every other, ex- other area exercised previously unfathomable power over the daily lives of citizens around the globe, in response to the virus, people from across political spectrum have realized just how captured our institutions are. Our, our institutions, religious, educational, everything, have been captured by the government. When was the last time you saw a reputable news source report on the Biden administration in any critical way? With stories daily of government support for limiting fundamental rights in the name of equity, diversity, inclusion, safety, the proverbial noose certainly seems to be tightening on those who want to speak, read, or read the truth. 
So state-affiliated media is defined by Twitter as this. Outlets where the state exercises control over the editorial content through financial resources, direct or indirect political pressures, and or control over production and distribution. That's the Twitter definition of state-affiliated. We are living in an era, era of naked emperors, and I support any effort to point and laugh by those who refuse to play along with the charade. This is a time to mock hypocrisy and mock dishonesty and mock a lack of integrity, people. We, we, those are our bullets. I'm reminded, uh, again, he he tells the story in the article, he tells the story about the Chinese and American friends, as I mentioned earlier. Our friends are growing up in a world where lies are sold as the truth. For instance, evolution, you came from a monkey, been sold as a lie for years, and we just keep letting it be said instead of telling our kids, don't believe a, uh, a word of it. Good is presented as evil and evil as good, and home and family are under relentless attack. Don't be hopeless. Maybe it's my unapologetic capitalist side speaking here, says Connor, but what I've learned in my many years as an author, activist, and entrepreneur is that every collapse provides an opportunity for something new and better to emerge. I believe that. Yep, when you see businesses go out, you know, you're sad to see them go, particularly if you loved going to them or partaking of them, but sometimes it just happens. It gives opportunity for new people, new creativity, new people that have a desire and passion to strut their stuff and their their uh, intelligence. Connor goes on to say the events of the last few years have pulled back the curtain on many of the institutions that we once trusted and even respected. It revealed filth that was hard to see, but in many ways people have benefited from all this. Parents got a pretty shocking look into their kids' classroom during those lockdowns of 2020 with Zoom, but that resulted in a massive exodus from the public school and into alternative education for thousands of kids. Trust in the medical professionals have been shaken with the botched handling of COVID-19, the lack of transparency in the vaccine rollout and potential harms versus benefits, and the politicization of various early treatments and therapeutics. But a lot of people have taken renewed responsibility for their own health and wellness. I agree totally, Connor. Committed, they're committed to losing weight, kicking unhealthy habits, and learning to seek new opinions, second opinions, and alternative answers to their health concerns and problems. What will emerge as more people realize as more people realize that the US media is about the same as the Chinese media. Connor, as well as I think I am hoping that it's going to be all for the good. Because there are people I was telling somebody tonight, he was saying, Well, where do we get this information? I, he he said, I don't do Facebook anymore because they don't want to support Zuckerberg. I said, Listen, we're using some Facebook sites to expose the criminal element in our own government locally. So I thought that was a great article. I came across it today and I just thought Connor Boyack is just a very smart guy. So we just got a couple minutes left. Let me just give a shout out to a couple people that help us. That's little Billy's excavator and backhoe service. If you got some 
dirt to move around or get rid of or add to make a mound take a get rid of a mound dig a ditch dig a dig a hole dig a, a lake little billis can do it for you with his excavator and backhoe and that's israel garcia if you'll text him or call him at five three zero three hundred sixty ten He's over here in Yuba County, but he will travel around to take care of your needs. So 360-10, hit him up and give him a chance to bid on your project. Also, All Power Services, that's Will Fanning, my friend. He's always helping me out with a bad situation, fixing things for me, welding things for me that break, fixing my car, fixing volunteer projects. And he claims he can fix anything that's broken. Even maybe when your feelings get hurt, he can fix those as well. I tell him to have a little, give a little time to people that got hurt feelings. Fix them up. All Power Services on at 1469 Stewart Road in Yuba City. And uh, you can get to that uh, off Highway 99 just south of Yuba City. And you can reach him by text or phone at 0347 give i'll give it to you once more five three zero eight four four zero three four seven that's small stuff like weed eaters and mowers and things like that all the way up to big old trucks and cars he can do the servicing on them or c- compressors water blasters all kinds of recreational toys you got vehicles broken up stuff he's a master welder nobody better Give them a shout out. We're going to take our first break. We got uh, five more segments to go. Hang tight with us or move on. Hope you have a good day. Sick and hot and lonely, deep in dark despair. The greatest perpetrator of misinformation during the pandemic has been the United States government. Misinformation that COVID was spread through surface transmission, that vaccinated immunity was far greater than natural immunity, that masks were effective. Now we have the definitive Cochrane review. What do you do with that review? That myocarditis was more common after the infection than the vaccine. Not true. It's four to 28 times more common after the the vaccine that young people benefit from a booster misinformation our two top experts on vaccines quit the fda in protest over this particular issue over and over again we've seen something that goes far beyond using your best judgment with the information at hand we've seen something which is unforgivable and that is the weaponization of medical research itself Did you know that in 1860 there were 393,975 slave owners in the slave states out of a population of 12,240,293? So this means that 3.22% of the population of the 15 slave states were slave owners. But did you know many slave owners were black? Here are some famous black slave owners. Number 5. Marie Therese Metoyer, an African-American free lady who owned slaves in Louisiana. Number 4. 
Anna Gallo, black woman plantation owner in Florida. Number 3, Richard Edward Durie, a prominent African-American member of South Carolina society. Number 2, Marianne Celeste Dragon, an African-American, one of the most powerful women in the history of Creole New Orleans. Number 1, Aspasia Crevelier Moreau, just like her mother and sister who were also black slave owners in Savannah, Georgia. Since March of 2020, every single thing I've said was going to happen has. And I don't know if that was the Holy Spirit moving me or if it was just knowing. And it, I think it was part Holy Spirit and part just scientific knowledge and what I was able to study and learn and see along the way. But this death tsunami that I've been talking about for the last two years, it's arriving right now. One in 73 people in the UK that got the shot early on in 2020 is dead by the US government data. In the US, in the in the UK, they're losing about a thousand people a week. We have over 900 professional athletes now that have died. What's worse than death? I'm telling you that they are mixing these up all the time. And because think about this for a minute. When all these shots first started, say AstraZeneca at the beginning of 21, we saw lots and lots and lots of people with anaphylactic shock. They actually even wanted to put crash carts in the vaccination centers. We don't see that so much anymore. Well, do people get a tolerance to it? No, they they had to have changed the recipe. They had to deleted something, added something, changed the ratio, something like that. Um, you know, we saw all these people early on with these magnetic charges, right? Hundreds of of uh, of of um, of Instagram pictures and things like that of people putting keys and all these different things they were hanging against their head. Either they're not doing it anymore. People aren't, there's not novel. So people aren't taking those pictures anymore or they've changed the recipe because the graphene oxide, when it's exposed to hydrogen, I have two medical textbooks and dozens of articles about this for any of you scammer people out there who happen to be listening, I've got the documentation of how graphene oxide in the presence of hydrogen takes on an electromag uh, takes on an, a, mag a magnetic charge. It's real from the science. Did they change the ratio? Did they change something so that doesn't happen as much? So I just really believe that we're going to continue to find all kinds of miscellaneous stuff in these shots. They found a way to slow kill people with this. And remember, they want 3.5 billion people off the planet, and they've learned how to do it slow kill, so most unsuspecting people don't, don't connect the dots. So is it on the market yet? I'm not sure. But I think anybody who's listening to this should never, ever, ever take another shot of any kind ever again under any circumstance. I've been of Rudland since 1963, and I have my family has all come through Redland schools. We have four generations in this city. And I am very sad that I have to come here for the reason that I have to come here. I would love to say I'm proud of you. You're doing a great job, but you're not. Because when I look at the statistics of the academics in the city of Redlands, I graduated in 1980, my brother's in the 70s. And I see that California ranks 42 in the United States. and Redlands is in the 50% of that ranking, that stinks compared to what I had when I was raised, when I went to school here. Another thing I wanna ask about is we've got pornography in the public library. And when people say you need to you know, um, 
ban books? Yeah, we're going to ban Hustler, Playboy, and all those other things. They should not be in a school library. Those things were in a back room or in the liquor store when I was growing up. They were not in a public school classroom. We don't put the happy hooker in the school. We have to have censorship in the school to protect children. When children come to adults and ask for help and adults look at them with blank stares or say you have to go through the eight-step process and a year later the book is not removed, I want to know what's going on. And I'm going to say this. There are no LGBTQ children. I am a business owner in this town. I'm a pastor in this town with my husband. That happens later on. We're not grooming children. I'm going to tell you, school district, you can train our children in academics, but you're not called to raise them. And Alex, when you spoke last time we had a school board meeting and you said you had to wear many hats, you're not qualified to counsel my grandchildren or my children. You're not qualified to be an attorney. You're not qualified to be a social worker. If you're going to teach science, you teach science and teach correct science. Now, I was at the school board last year when you guys said that we have to put masks on children based on science. There's no science for a paper mask. It doesn't protect you from anything. But you got $63 million to enforce those covid Mandates, And also, I want to say, we're grooming children if we have $43 million paid out to survivors of sexual abuse in this district. It's, it's, it's astounding that you can sit there and say you're doing a good job and pat yourself on the back. You need to get to work because you answer to the citizens, the parents, the grandparents. And God Almighty for what you're doing. What Dr. Broom just talked about, that is what you need to realize. You will all give an account to God for what you're doing sitting in these seats and what you're teaching these children and what you're allowing in our schools. Redlands could be very high academics. I have tons of school teachers in my, in my family. You need to wake up. I found this uh, I found this interesting. I'm going to talk a little bit less here on this uh, clip because um, I have a uh, two-part segment of Judy Mikovits, one of the top scientists in the world and uh, has the inside scoop on Tony Fauci. She's being inter interviewed. It's a beautiful clip. I'm going to play a part of it here, <clears throat> and then I'm going to play a part of it on the next side after I talk once more. Uh, after it plays once, and I'll talk, and then, then we'll play the second part. So uh, Judy Mikovits here in a minute. It's called Talk Truth. Uh, so I, I noticed on... Uh, <clears throat> This shocked me. It said New Jersey chemical plant manufactures $2 billion of cocaine on behalf of Coca-Cola. Do you ever hear the story about Coca-Cola uh, starting out having actual cocaine, real cocaine in the Coke, the soda? And then, of course, they purged it out of there. They didn't want Coca-Cola to be addictive. Don't you think businesses would love you to be addicted to their product? <laughs> That's what those hamburgers are to you, right? Uh, 
Did you know that there was a chemical plant in Maywood, New Jersey? Got a special license. And they, they're the only ones that can legally import coca leaves on behalf of Coca-Cola. And the chemical plant in Maywood is managed by the Stepon Company and is the only company to have a license from the DEA, Drug Enforcement Agency. They're allowed by law, they're allowed by regulation to import coca leaves, which is the plant used to make cocaine. There, supposedly, they, the imported coca leaves are decocainized. They take the cocaine p- impact out of them, and then they later put those co- cocaine leaves, those coca leaves, in their Coca-Cola as an ingredient. But it doesn't have the pop of the—they take the cocaine out of it. And you're asking and wondering, where does it go? So you don't, you know, you know, you don't have to say, "Hey, I got to go to an appointment to apply for a job. I need to go to a drug test, so I can't have a soda." You don't have to do that. They took the cocaine out of it. So the byproduct, where do you think the byproduct went? He said, "Close to two billion dollars in byproduct out of New Jersey, out of this little plant." I wonder who's working over there in that plant. Whether anybody's addicted to cocaine. Two billion dollars of cocaine that's extracted out of the cocaine leaves. What do you think they're doing with it? It's then sold to an opioid company called Malincrot. Malincrot. Uh, so, in other words, their Coca-Cola company is allowing this coca leaves to come in. They bring them in, and then they're producing two billion dollars of pure cocaine. Right in New Jersey. So uh, next time you drink a Coke, just say, "Uh uh-huh, I know where some of this is coming from. Uh, Do you know the original, the person who came up with the Coca-Cola formula with cocaine in it was Dr. John Pemberton. Had pure cocaine in it. How about that? And it had it in, in it up to 1903, and that's when they removed it after they could they knew they wanted the the flavor they loved the flavor but they the cocaine was causing a problem (laughs) i just think that's awesome the other thing i thought was interesting this week uh was that uh let's see just looking here at my time to leave plenty of time for Judy says this guy put up a sign Chicago's gun free over 1550 shot already this year Maine can carry concealed firearms without a permit four years later Maine is the safest state in the union and then he says tell me again how gun control works you get it Gun-free Chicago, 1,550 shot already this year. Maine, four years later, the safest state in the union. You know, people, some people just got a flat spot. You know, Rush Limbaugh, you remember he used to say that uh, Democrats or liberals are mentally ill. I'll leave that there just like that. 
I have been noticing trends and uh, some, I, I won't repeat what's on the clips, but uh, there's an article here about various Democrat representatives from around the country that are sick with cancer. And I'm not in any way uh, happy about that. I, all my relatives that have died have died of cancer. It's a very sad and crippling and inhumane disease. I hate it. And uh, so I'm not happy about these guys, even though I may not agree with their politics, are sick with cancer. But there's something to be watched here. He says, uh, it's just like the idea that, that Army women... The, the number of them that have lost children after uh, lost children they were carrying in their womb jumped 300% as they had to take the jab. On Friday, Michigan Democrat Representative Dan Kildee, who voted to impeach then-President Trump in both 2019 and 21, revealed that he'd been diagnosed with a serious but curable cancer. So it tells a story about having swollen lymph nodes, and I've been through all that. So it tells a story about... Uh, He's got squamous cell carcinoma. He's a Michigan Democrat, and this is pointing out the anti-Trumpism. Then we got U.S. Representative Joaquin Castro, Democrat San Antonio, is recuperating after home undergoing surgery to remove cancerous tumors from his small intestine. Uh, last December, you may have you may know Democrat Maryland Representative Jamie Raskin. Uh, he's very outspoken. 60 has been diagnosed with diffuse, large B cell lymphoma. In fact, in, in some of the hearings, you'll see him with a rag on his head or a little cap. He might, I thought because he's, I think he's Jewish, I thought it had something to do with that. But uh, I guess he's losing his hair probably. He said it's serious but curable. Uh, Raskin said he expects to continue work, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, there's three or four people here that have got cancer uh, just in the last. They, they kind of connected with these anti-Trumpers. My, my connection is they probably took the jab, and the jab is causing cancer to flare up throughout our population. So uh, the more you see these, whether you see it in professional athletes or whether you see it in women, I was talking to somebody the other day that, uh, had some uh, lumps on the breasts. I said women are having cancers in their reproductive organs, breasts, vagina, cervix, that type of thing, uterus. Uh, men are also having uh, lower sperm counts, test testicular cancer of the testicles, right? Testicular. And uh, so something to, to like heads up about, but that's what's going on. And um, so I'm just bringing it up because no one else is. I also wanted to, I saw an article, I haven't heard about this guy. You may have forgotten about him. The Fort Hood shooter. You remember the Fort Hood shooter that happened above uh, with Obama? I remember this psychiatrist who was Muslim, Nidal Hassan. He was a doctor in the U.S. military. There are all kinds of red flags, telltale signs that this guy was radicalized. And he went on this base, right? He was on the base at Fort Hood. That's where he worked. And he brought a gun or had a gun, a rifle, and he began shooting unarmed military people. And now you think, wow, you'd be able, you should be able to knock down a guy like this because everybody's armed on a base. Unfortunately, in America, people are not armed on a military base. The police are, but that's it. I don't know whether they've changed that. Anyway, uh, 
Back in 2009, Nidal Hassan, remember uh, Obama called it workplace violence. Violence. Remember, we wanted to call it terrorism, which it was, domestic terrorism. <clears throat> but uh, Nidal Hassan was a radicalized Muslim, wanted to kill the infidels. Doctor U.S. military went on a shooting spree, killed 13 people, but that's not the end of it. Let me tell you how much injured in a minute. He ultimately, ultimately pled guilty and was given the death penalty. Now, I didn't know that he pled guilty finally. That's interesting. It's been a lot of years, right? 2009, we're at 23. That's 14 years this guy's been sitting in jail and never come to full full trial. This week, his case is going to be heard by an appeals court, and depending on the outcome, he could possibly face execution. I hope that he is, is uh, given execution. I hope they do a firing squad. Uh, it will be the first military execution since 1961, and if anybody should get it, he should get it. Uh, okay, he was a major, 52, he's 52, and uh, he entered a readiness processing center at the Texas Post and opened fire, killing 13, including a pregnant soldier, and wounded 32 Hassan admitted to the shootings at his court-martial in 2013 and was sentenced to death. Interesting. He's set in jail. You know, this is not speedy. This isn't justice, people, when you sit in jail for four years and then come to uh, court-martial. Uh, okay, I don't want to repeat this. Some of these writers, they just keep repeating stuff, I guess, to fill the space. Uh I, I really hope that they put him before a firing squad and uh, make it really difficult for him. Uh, this is ridiculous. And Obama was a pussy to, to allow the guy uh, to get away with what he did. I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take a break now and I'm going to let uh, Judy Mikovits get in here and uh, we'll play these clips and uh, then I'll be right back. mother from Rhode Island who was sued by the teachers union simply because I wanted to know what my kindergartner would be learning in school. And here's how this happened. I asked to see the curriculum and my school told me I had to submit a public records request. The curriculum wasn't posted online and it wasn't available in a school district. Then I asked them if they were teaching gender theory and they told me that they don't call children boys and girls and they embed the values of gender identity into every classroom including kindergarten and they didn't want to answer any of my questions further. They told me that they would communicate with me only through public records requests, and that is the only way I could get my questions answered. And when I did submit the public records request that they told me to submit, and I submitted hundreds because I had hundreds of questions, my school board then put my name on the agenda of a public school board meeting and held a public school board meeting to discuss suing me for submitting the request that they told me to submit. Dr. Judy Mikovits has been called one of the most accomplished scientists of her generation. 
1991 doctoral thesis revolutionized the treatment of HIV-AIDS. At the height of her career, Dr. Mikovits published a blockbuster article in the journal Science. The controversial article sent shockwaves through the scientific community as it revealed that the common use of animal and human fetal tissues were unleashing devastating plagues of chronic diseases. For exposing their deadly secrets, the minions of Big Pharma waged war on Dr. Mikovits, destroying her good name, career, and personal life. Now, as the fate of nations hang in the balance, Dr. Mikovits is naming names of those behind the plague of corruption that places all human life in danger. So you made a discovery that conflicted with the agreed-upon narrative. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and for that, they did everything in their powers to destroy your life. Correct. You were arrested. Correct. And then you were put under a gag order. Um, for, for five years, if I went on social media, if I said anything at all, they would find new evidence and, um, and put me back in jail. And it was one of the few times I cried. And it was because I knew there was no evidence the first time. And they, when you can unleash that kind of force to force someone into bankruptcy with a perfect credit score. And so that I couldn't bring my 97 witnesses, which included the heads, Tony Fauci, you know, Ian Lipkin, the heads of the public health in HHS, who would have had to testify that we did absolutely nothing wrong. And so what did they charge you with? Nothing. But you were in jail. I was held in jail with no charges. I was called a fugitive from justice. You know, they searched my house without a warrant, they literally terrorized my husband for five days. They said, if you don't find the notebooks, if you don't find the material, which was not in my possession, but planted in my house. As if you took intellectual property from the laboratory. Is yes. that correct? It was, it was intended to appear as if I took confidential material names and intellectual property from the laboratory. And I could prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that I didn't. Heads of our entire HHS colluded and destroyed my reputation and the Department of Justice and the FBI sat on it and kept that case under seal, which means you can't say there's a case or your lawyers are held in contempt of court. So you can't even get a lawyer to defend you. So every single due process right was taken away from me and to this day remains the same. I have no constitutional freedoms or rights. Yet you sit here. <laughs> I think a lot of people would probably have just taken the retirement out early, laid low, but you have decided to come forth when your gag order has been released to write a book called Plague of Corruption, Restoring Faith in the Promise of Science. And you are naming names. Absolutely. Apparently, their attempt to silence you has failed. And I, I have to ask, how do you sit here with confidence to call out these great forces and not fear for your life as you leave this building? Because if we don't stop this now, we can not only forget our republic and our freedom, but we can forget humanity because we'll be killed by this agenda. So Anthony Fauci. My name is uh, Dr. Tony Fauci. I'm the director of the... The man who is heading the pandemic task force was involved in a cover-up. He directed the cover-up. And in fact, everybody else was paid off 
and paid off big time, millions of dollars in funding from Tony Fauci, Tony Fauci's organization, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease. These investigators that committed the fraud continue to this day to be paid big time by the NIAID. And the whole world is listening to his advice for how to handle this current pandemic. How do we know that what he's saying is what we need to be learning? What he's saying is absolute uh, propaganda and, and the same kind of propaganda that he's perpetrated to kill millions since 1984. We know from this study quite clearly that there will be a delay in progression significantly greater than for individuals who do not take the drug. It started really when I was 25 years old. I was part of the team that isolated HIV from the saliva and blood of the patients from France, where Luc Montagnier had originally isolated the virus. This was a confirmatory study, but Tony Fauci and Robert Gallo were working together then to spin the story in a different way. At that time, Dr. Rossetti was out of town, and Tony Fauci says, um, you know, we understand that you have a paper in press, and we want a copy of it. And I said, yes, there's a paper in press, and it's confidential, and no, I will not give you a copy of it. <laughs> he started screaming at me, and he said, give us the paper right now, or, or you'll be fired for insubordination. And I just said, I'm sure when Dr. Rossetti gets back, you can have the conversation. And so Frank comes back, you know, several weeks later, and is really bullied into giving Fauci the paper. Fauci holds up the publication of the paper for several months, while Robert Gallo writes his own paper and takes all the credit, and of course patents are involved. This delay of the confirmation, you know, literally led to spreading the virus around, um, you know, killing millions. Perhaps no one expressed the anguish of AIDS better than New York writer Larry Kramer. But he was even more angry at the federal government and the pharmaceutical industry. One person who felt Kramer's fury was NIH Dr. Anthony Fauci. It's still been crushing to me to think that I didn't know my work in 1999 was something that had been avoided. From 83 and 82, when the virus was isolated, the virus didn't have to wait until 84 to be confirmed. Think of how many people, the entire continent of Africa, you know, lost a generation as that virus was spread through because of the arrogance of a group of people, and it includes Robert Redfield, who's now the head of the CDC right along with Tony Fauci. They were working together to take credit and make money, and they had the patents on it, and tailored them to IL-2 therapy, which was absolutely the wrong therapy. And had that not happened, millions wouldn't have died um, from HIV. How can a man who's giving, any, any person who's giving global advice for health own a patent in the solution in the vaccine. Isn't that a conflict of interest or shouldn't it be? It is a conflict of interest. And in fact, this is one of the things that I, I've been saying and would like to say to President Trump, repeal the Bayh-Dole Act. 
Baidol fundamentally changed the way universities approach technology transfer, uh, and you can see that best in the statistics. Universities obtain 16 times as many patents today as they did in 1980. Now, everybody's getting more patents, but still, universities' share of all patents in the United States is more than five times greater than it was before Baidol. The situation has gotten so bad uh, that one uh, information technology industry official has publicly referred to universities as, quote, crack addicts, unquote, driven by, quote, small-minded tech transfer offices addicted to patent royalties. That act gave government workers the right to patent their discoveries, so to, to claim intellectual property for discoveries that the taxpayer paid for. Ever since that happened in the early 80s, it destroyed science. And this allowed the development of those conflicts of interest. And this is the crime behind letting somebody like Bill Gates with billions of dollars, nobody elected him, he has no medical background, he has no expertise, but we let people like that have a voice in this country while we destroy the lives of millions of people. Normalcy only returns when we've largely vaccinated the entire global population. If we activate mandatory vaccines globally, I imagine these people stand to make hundreds of billions of dollars that own the vaccines. And they'll kill millions, as they already have with their vaccines. There is no vaccine currently on the schedule for any RNA virus that works. So I have to ask you, are you anti-vaccine? Oh, absolutely not. I'm, in fact, vaccine is immune therapy, uh, just like interferon alpha is immune therapy. So I'm not anti-vaccine. My job is to develop immune therapies. That's what vaccines are. Do you believe that this virus was created in a laboratory? I wouldn't use the word created, but you can't say naturally occurring if it was by way of the laboratory. So it's very clear this virus was manipulated, These, this family of viruses was manipulated and studied in a laboratory where the animals were taken into the laboratory. And this is what was released, whether deliberate or not. That cannot be naturally occurring. Somebody didn't go to a market, get a bat, the virus didn't jump directly to humans. That's not how it works. That's accelerated viral evolution. If it was a natural occurrence, it would take it up to 800 years to occur. This occurred from SARS-1 within a decade. That's not, that's not naturally occurring. And do you have any ideas of where this occurred? Oh, yeah. I'm sure it occurred between the North Carolina laboratories, Fort Detrick, U.S. Army Research Institute of Infectious Disease, and the Wuhan Laboratory. $3.7 million flowed from the National Institutes of Health here in the U.S. to the Wuhan lab in China, the same lab where many people have said that this coronavirus infection first originated. We also now know that NIAID, the department associated with the National Institutes of Health, of which Dr. Anthony Fauci is in control, had already been conducting experiments with the Wuhan lab in the past in regard to coronavirus. If Dr. Anthony Fauci cannot be honest with the public about his connection to this lab, then Fauci has to go. In 1999, I was working in Fort Detrick in USAMRID there, and my job was to 
teach Ebola how to infect human cells without killing them. Ebola couldn't infect human cells until we took it in the laboratories and talked to him. It's hard to ignore the death tolls. People have been dying, they are dying from this in, in quite alarming numbers. How do you reconcile that? Uh, um, it, it's pretty easy when you see, um, for me, when you see what the government has done, and that is that they took quoting Dr. Burks. We've taken a, a very, very liberal, liberal approach. approach to mortality. If my husband were to die, who has COPD, his lungs have fibrosis, his lungs would look exactly like somebody with COVID-19, theoretically, but he has no evidence of infection. So if you're not testing and you don't have evidence of infection, and if you walked in there today, you know, they'd call it COVID-19. And, and we hear this from the doctors and nurses who are upset. I've seen so many doctors online that have made their own webcam videos just perplexed by the protocol that the CDC had given them. Well, last Friday, I received a seven-page document that sort of told me that if I had an 86-year-old patient that had pneumonia but was never tested for COVID-19, but sometime after she came down with pneumonia, we learned that she had been exposed to her son who had no symptoms, but later on was identified with COVID-19, that it would be appropriate to diagnose on the death certificate COVID-19. Why would they want to skew the number of deaths due to COVID-19? Well, fear is a great way to control people. And sometimes people's ability to think for themselves is paralyzed if they're frightened enough. And that's not where I want people to be. I want people to say, we're gonna get through this. I'm gonna use my head. I'm gonna to go to different sources. I'm gonna to listen to different sources. And I'm gonna think for myself because that's what America's about. When the music's over When the music's over third segment and I uh, hope you enjoyed the first half to Judy Mikovitz's uh, interview. We're going to talk for a little bit here and then I'll, we'll fit her right back in. Uh, okay. I wanted to mention, as I was mentioning, uh, we're at a Freedom Co. Uh, Freedom Coalition Network meeting tonight and uh, you can see that website at freedomco.net and uh, what you're going to see on that site, you're not going to see anywhere else. Uh, it's going to open your eyes to the uh, corruption in our government, corruption in medicine, uh, schools, on and on and on, education, all kinds of things, more than I can say right here, more than I want to say right here. But I also want to point you to a couple Facebook sites. I mentioned a guy didn't really want to be on Facebook because because I said, listen, you need to get information. There's information. It just Facebook is a medium. Yeah, we're benefiting Zuckerberg but the bottom line is we need to win the local war if we can't win the war in Yuba and Sutter counties or in your county uh, we're going to lose everything so there's two uh, there's a few Facebook sites I'm going to you can write them down uh, that you need to be following just get on there like them and follow them and they'll come over to your your site and and uh, feed into your news uh, lineup 
So one is Sutter County, S-U-T-T-E-R, Sutter County, say no to new taxes. Sutter County, say no to new taxes. Okay, that's one. The other one is Yuba College, Y-U-B-A College, bond number five, the the, the, uh, symbol for number, and then the, the number five. Hyphen, vote no. Yuba College bond number five, hyphen, vote no. Yuba College bond number five. Again, it's the hash mark, not N-U-M. It's it's the symbol number five, hyphen, vote no. The last one is, uh, and some of the similar information will be on these sites that are on my site, is Live with Lou, L-I-V-E, with Lou. They're all Facebook sites that if you like them, please like them and follow them, and you will get uh, a lot of good information that you're not getting through the paper or anywhere else or certainly from the government, okay? So uh, follow those, please, and support those you know, you can do a, a lot by not leaving your home. You can, if you see an article or something on there, a photo or an article that is provocative, you think your friends should have it, you can click on share and it will share to all your friends on Facebook. Please participate in the uh, democratic republic that we still live in. We may be in the last days of this uh, republic, but it just depends on if you're willing to lift a finger. Please lift a finger. Okay, give people the finger and lift a finger. That'd be my recommendation today. Okay, so um, let me get on down here to where I was. So I was talking about the representatives that are in Congress that are sick now, and they're all. It isn't just random sickness; they're struggling with cancer. Three different individuals here, and uh, so it seemed like I didn't mention all three. Kill D. I mentioned Kill D. And then I mentioned Jim, Jamie Raskin. Oh, here it is, Juan Castro and Jamie Raskin. We wish all those guys the best, and we'll pray, be praying for them. Please, please pray for Jamie Raskin. These are all hate, hate Trump haters big time. But, you know, uh, the, the Bible says to love your enemies, and we need to pray for them. Jamie Raskin and um, Dan Kildee and one other fellow here. Oh, I keep losing his name. You uh, okay, Joaquin Castro, Democrat from San Antonio, Texas. But it's, uh, you know, the the people that really took the jab are going to pay for it. So let me get on down here. We talked about the Fort Hood shooter. He's finally going to come to pass, and either he's going to come to pass by uh, – execution which i hope it's i don't know whether they do firing squads anymore that would be appropriate uh, or he'll just spend the rest of his life in prison and oh he was all remember when he first went to prison he was all talking trash and oh he wanted to you know tell him how he's going to have his beard and and he wanted a prayer rug certain way and all this drama you know so uh, we'll see we'll see how it's all going to work out so on and on and on it goes. So we have pedophilia. We have right now an all-out all assault on our morality and on the family that we know. I'm talking, when I say family, I'm talking about a husband and wife, uh, 
I'm talking about a, a man head of household, female head of household. Stuff happens. Divorces happen. Death happens. It's like these gentlemen are fighting cancer. If they don't make it, their wives will carry on. But I'm talking about what we think is a normal head of household, not not two people the same gender claiming their husband and wife raising kids. I'm not talking about that. So there's all kinds of crazy attacks right now. Any, anybody, they don't want you to just get along with all the other people that believe all kinds of things. They want you to endorse and tell you that you tell them that you love what they're doing. So uh, <clears throat> anyway, we have uh, craziness going on. We have huge number of pedophiles in our political uh, system and our elected officials in the deep state pedophiles everywhere. Uh, sex trafficking everywhere. People looking the other way. That's why Jeffrey Epstein's black book that lists all these very powerful people. None of those people, if you were on there, if I was on there, if all a bunch of us people were on there, they would be bringing us all to trial, putting us in prison. But because of who's in that black book, uh, they, nobody's going to pay anything for abusing children. And some of the people that you see on the news at night are people in that black book for sure. So now we have a partner. <clears throat> we have a law firm that is specialized representing the, the Democratic National Committee suing President Trump over the January 6th. Uh, so uh, that firm is called Cohen, Milstein, Sellers, and Toll. Cohen, Milstein, Sellers, and Toll. Uh, they are making a lot of money uh, taking it to Trump, claiming that he was the fault of January 6th. So, but just as typical of these folks are, Michael Dolce, D-O-L-C-E, he's a lawyer specialized, specializing for that firm in fighting child sexual abuse, was arrested by the Federal uh, Bureau of Investigation at his West Palm Beach apartment on March 15. Detectives discovered 2,000 images of child sex abuse on Michael Dolce's devices. According to the complaint, investigators found sex abuse images with girls as young as five. Um, Michael Dulce, Mr. Dulce listed him, uh, LinkedIn listed him as a partner. According to reports, he's no longer up, uh, listed with that firm. He's been scrubbed from their website. They accused the 53-year-old attorney <clears throat> who represents victims of child sexual abuse of possessing child sexual abuse material himself. Uh, so they said nearly 2,000 images and videos of child pornography were recovered from his devices. Uh, when his phone, when they confiscated his phone, it was found unlocked with a background image featuring a female between the ages of 16 and 25 engaged in sexual intercourse with two men. That's on his just phone. Uh, spokesman for the firm said that he no longer works there. Uh, so this is interesting. Uh, says, according to the filed criminal complaint, they executed a search warrant at Dulce's West Palm Beach apartment. Now, I wonder if they did that in the middle of the night like they did the president or whether they just came in the broad daylight. They discovered Dulce was actively, at the time when they stopped in at the house, he was actively downloading child porn using a 
peer-to-peer software. Nearly 2,000 images and videos of child pornography were recovered from his devices. Now listen, people, this is the type of folks that are claiming President Trump is a dirty, dirty, dirty guy. Just think about it. Think about it, people. Think, 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 think. Remember the Podesta brothers that worked? I think Podesta's still working in the government, one of the Podesta brothers, both of them pedophiles. John Podesta, I can't remember his brother's name. One of them has pictures or paintings of, of underage children naked and in very provocative poses all over his house. These are weird people, folks. These are really weird people. Well, Yuba College, I mentioned look up the Yuba College bond Facebook site because we're fighting that bond. They're going to have a bond and want more money. Majority of Americans now think that a college degree just ain't worth it. The colleges just kept getting all that free government money given to kids to go to school. They Instead of going out and working, paying your own way, the government said, oh, we'll just give you some money. Pay you. Pay us when you can. So the colleges just kept raising the tuitions, raising the tuitions, raising the tuitions because it was just the government was paying for it. It was just a scam. And all the while, all that they are was a big propaganda factory. Indoctrination factories is what our colleges, including our little old Yuba College, has become. Conservative speakers that go on college campuses, you know, are regularly shouted down and whistled down and attacked and are not even allowed to speak. Free speech is gone, people. It's gone. (laughs) So... We're paying all this money. Survey conducted by the outlet at the University of Chicago's nonpartisan research organ found 60, 56% of all Americans viewed getting a college degree as a bad investment. Over half. And they wanted to build more and more college campuses, more and more new buildings, build a new soccer fields. Listen, people, we don't need it. People don't want to go there no more. Students today would be much better off learning a trade or going directly into the workforce. Colleges colleges do little more than saddle young people with massive debt and fill their heads with leftist garbage. I say amen to that, and I just hope that the entire system collapses. I don't, you know, I, I pray for my Democrat friends that have cancer. That are doing stupid things for our government, but as far as I'm concerned about the schools that are abusing our children and lying to our children and twisting the minds of our children, they deserve hell. That's what they deserve. They deserve to have a complete collapse of the system. Listen, if you think, oh, I'm going to have my kids in the system and I'm going to work to reform the system, listen, you don't have the time or the brains to reform the system. The system is corrupt. The system will take your kids to have abortion. The system will give your kids hormone pills. The system will give your kids condoms and teach your kids that it's how to put on a condom and teach your kids that it's all right to have uh, sex with uh, young girls or with young boys, gender, same sex. All just teach your kids all kinds of sexual baloney that parents have a right to teach. It's too late, folks. You waited too long. We waited too long. Our forefathers waited too long. It's over. They won. They won that battle. The cool thing is you can educate your kids. There are private schools. There are home schools. There's wonderful schools. 
your DNA, your political views, your uh, value system is much better than the schools. The schools, the school isn't your mama and your daddy. Even though they they claim that they are better parents than you are, they are not. The best thing you can do is not to negotiate with the enemy. That would be the schools, your government schools. Get your kids out. Get them out. Get them out. Get them out. Just like get out in just like the, the demon movie. Get out in Jesus' name. That's how you got to get your kids out in Jesus' name. Well, the Department of Justice supposedly fears that District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Now, I don't know. I've never heard of a black person by the name of Alvin Bragg. Alvin. Black people normally don't name their kids Alvin. And when you look at him, I think he might have some kind of complex because that boy looks about, he's about ready to pop. Eat one more cheese sandwich and that boy's going to go over the edge. Department of Justice are freaking out behind the scenes because they think Bragg pulled a Michael Avenatti. What isn't Michael Avenatti? Do you remember when people on TV, liberals and talk show hosts were saying, Michael Avenatti, he ought to run for president. Remember he was defending all these people. He was bringing all these women out that said they had this inter interaction with Trump and this interaction with Trump and Stormy Daniels and all that stuff. And uh, he lost those things, and then he actually got caught absconding with some money and went to prison. Do you know that Michael Avenatti, that the that the Dems were going to put up for president, that dude is in prison right now. And so they they uh, the the DOJ Department of Justice they 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 recognize stupid sometimes when they see it, and they said this brag is stupid. They're going to attempt. He's attempting. As they say, they're going to indict a ham sandwich. They could, they can just make up stuff as they go along. We'll figure out something he did wrong. Like the Babylon Bee says, he tore the mattress, mattress tag off, which it says right on there, do not take this tag off. And he did. He did it years ago, but he did. If somebody saw it on video. So anyway, Bragg is... Uh, is attempting to create against President Trump, just like Michael Avenatti destroyed the Democrats' attempt to stop Justice Kavanaugh's uh, uh, confirmation. You remember when Bragg came out with that lady that said uh, Kavanaugh was like a serial rapist and the dude claimed to be a virgin? I guess he was raping women without having sex with them or something because the guy was a virgin, he said, until he was 20 years old. Anyway, uh, that's that's what Michael Avenatti was putting together that, and they just thought this guy's genius. He's like gonna he's gonna cause uh, Trump. They're gonna cause old Kavanaugh to completely collapse as a candidate. But Kavanaugh got approved. Avenatti's witness says claimed Kavanaugh was a gang rapist, which was totally over the top. Kavanaugh was nominated after total BS accusations a short time later. He brought in a woman, Avenatti, and made outrageous claims. A witness, uh, Mike Davis, attorney Mike Davis agrees that Bragg may have mucked things up just like Avenatti did when in the Kavanaugh hearing. 
they just uh, they just made stuff up. You think, how would they make all that stuff up? They do. And they, they are good at it. Man, they, they are good at it. So they're going to, they listed all this stuff against Trump. But people are saying, even Democrats are saying, this is stupid what they're doing right now. We're going to come right back and uh, we're going to listen to the uh, clips from the last half of the Judy Mikovits clip. We'll be right back. If someone dies with COVID-19, we are counting that as a COVID-19 death. You don't die with an infection. You die from an infection. I've talked with doctors who have admitted that they are being incentivized to list patients that are sick or have died with COVID-19. Yeah, $13,000 for Medicare, if you call it COVID-19. Right now, Medicare has determined that if you have a COVID-19 admission to the hospital, you'll get paid $13,000. If that COVID-19 patient goes on a ventilator, you get $39,000, three times as much. And you've killed them with the ventilator because you gave them the wrong treatment. And uh, you call it COVID-19. My next question is about Italy. I want to know why Italy was hit so hard. Italy has a, a very old population. Um, they're very sick with inflammatory disorders. They got, at the beginning of 2019, an untested new form of influenza vaccine that had four different strains of influenza, including the highly pathogenic H1N1. That vaccine was grown in a cell line, a dog cell line. Dogs have lots of coronaviruses, and that's why they're not testing there. You could just say, oh, it was that. As the country begins emerging from the worst of the coronavirus epidemic, one question remains. What happened to all the hydroxychloroquine? We know that hydrochloroquine and zinc are working great for patients. And then Fauci comes out and says, well, there's no double-blind controlled placebo study, which, by the way, Dr. Fauci, is there going to be a double-blind controlled placebo study of your vaccine? Is there? In a survey polling nearly 2,300 doctors in some 30 countries, hydroxychloroquine was ranked as the most effective medication to treat the virus. The AMA was saying, you know, doctors will lose their license if they use hydroxychloroquine, the anti-malarial drug that's been on the list of essential medicine worldwide for 70 years. Dr. Fauci calls that anecdotal data. It's not storytelling if we have thousands of pages of data saying it's effective against these families of viruses. And this is essential medicine, and they keep it from the people. Not only now, but back in autism with our discovery, there was an old antiviral drug, 100-year-old drug called Suramin, on the WHO list of essential medicine. It literally gave kids with autism a voice, a life. What did Bayer and Monsanto do? They took it away from everybody. You couldn't get it to save your life right now. We tried. Believe me, every way we could. So when you take away a medicine, and not just the WHO, not just the WHO, the FDA, the CDC, Tony Fauci, close everything. 
just end it all and we've got a healthy world again. And we got tons of money because we can take all that money they're making on their patents and we can give it to the victims of this plague of corruption. Is it safe to say that anything that cannot be patented has been shut down intentionally because there's no way to profit from it, all these natural remedies that we have had for ever? Absolutely, that's fair to say, and that's exactly what's going on in COVID-19. The game is to prevent the therapies till everyone is infected and push the vaccines. Why would you close the beach? You've got sequences in the soil, in the sand. You've got healing microbes in the ocean, in the salt water. That's insanity. These institutions that are polluting our environment and our bodies, there was a time when they actually had to fight their own battles. But they've done such a great job at manipulating the masses that it's other people shutting down other citizens. And the big tech platforms follow suit and they shut everything down. There is no dissenting voices allowed anymore in this free country, which is something I never thought I would live to see. Nor would I accept what I've experienced since 2011. It's beyond comprehension how a society can be so fooled that the types of propaganda continue to where they're just driving us to hate each other. You want to go to work yes. and get this disease? Uh, I think the medical profession know what they're they've talking about. They've been wrong so far, ma'am. They've been wrong. Hopefully, this is the wake-up call of all America to realize this makes no sense and, and we win because it will take down the whole program with information like this. And, and for me, it's the great news that the doctors are waking up and saying, wait a minute. You, you doctors that are watching this, and I see a lot of you right here, why are you not getting loud? I'm here to defend you. I'm here to defend my freedoms. I'm here to defend my family's freedoms, my patients' rights to choose what to do with their life. I'm just blown away. And I'm blown away why there are not more doctors like me talking about this all over the place. We should be banding together right now. You need to wake up because your liberties are getting taken away from you all because of fake news that's out there. This is wrong. People should be going to jail for this stuff. So it's not the scientists who are in any way dishonest. They're listening to people who for more than 40 years have controlled who gets funded, what gets published. And I'm sorry to say many, many people will simply take the money and the fame and that support, things that absolutely aren't true. What do you say to the medical professionals that are just beginning to get a glimpse of the depth to which they have been misled and steered away from their oath to do no harm. I say forgive yourselves. It, it's the hardest thing to realize for all of us and is, is that with all the best intention, we studied, we learned what we thought was the truth. We had no idea that, that the, the data that we were being told was true was not true. We've been taught now in our, in our schools a very different science. You don't get funded if you don't speak the party line. You don't get published. That was probably the hardest thing for me to take, is understanding that scientific journals would, would twist the discovery that should have healed all. 
Will the scientific community have the courage to answer the question of whether these diseases might have been of their own creation? Thank you. So what we did pretty much ever since I got out of jail, we started an education company. We wake up doctors, and it's very difficult. But every doctor who realized they may have been part of the problem has now turned that around to march toward a better society and restore faith in the promise of medicine. All the banks are broke. They're broke because we have a system called fractional reserve banking, which means that banks can lend money that they don't actually have. It's a criminal scandal. We have counterfeiting, sometimes called quantitative easing, but counterfeiting by any other name. The artificial printing of money, which if any ordinary person did, they'd go to prison for a very long time. And yet governments and central banks do it all the time. Central banks repress the amount of interest that rate, rates are, so we don't have the real cost of money. Us underneath all this, we talk loosely, in a rather cavalier fashion, do we not, about deposit guarantees. So when banks go broke through their own incompetence and chicanery, the taxpayer picks up the tab. It's theft from the taxpayer. And until we start sending bankers, and I include central bankers and politicians, to prison for this outrage, it will continue. Right. If your car's been in a fight, like mine got in a, a time or two, and then, or if it just has a, it breaks. Your car breaks. Something breaks apart, falls apart on a car. I just take it to Allen's Auto Body, and they make it good as new. Cars happy singing when I pick it up. Allen's Auto Body over at Tea Garden at Sutter Street. It's a bright canary yellow building right on the corner there. You can't miss it. Just pull in there and talk to Kevin or Carrie, and they will fix it up. Carrie is female kevin is male they are married and they work together with their family over there putting cars back together looking really good somebody asked me if they'd fix up an old car i said yep they'll do that too allen's auto body tea garden and sutter call them at the what on the uh, old school line you got to dial them up 530-671-1057 671-1057 also peachtree health uh, where Dr. Cassidy is. I'm not promoting Peachtree Health so much as Dr. Joe Cassidy is, works out of there. And uh, he is a good doc if you need it, looking for a good doc. But if you <clears throat> if you have a particular problem or you know your relative has a particular problem of addiction, Dr. Cassidy's the guy. He's the go-to guy. So he and I work together. We help. I help with logistics. He helps with the medical. And what we start is we get people off the street, have them come in, and uh, do a check over, have them look, look you over, make sure you're physically sound, and then determine by talking to you uh, what's best for you. Should you go into in-person rehab, you know, inpatient, uh, short, long, outpatient, you know, whatever. Or maybe you need some medication, maybe you need, need some nutrition to help get off, whatever. He, he can deal with any kind of addiction you have. So let me tell you, I'm going to give you three different numbers here. I'm going to make it as easy as possible for you. I know... 
when you're not feeling well, when you're sick, when you're struggling, uh, trouble uh, makes you give up. So I'm going to give you three different numbers. You can choose. Um, the first number we'd prefer you call is Peachtree Health. That's 530-749-3242. 749-3242. Now, you got to work through a, you know, a system there, but hopefully you'll get to the person when they answer the phone. Just say, I want to meet with Dr. Cassidy. When they say, why? Just say, i got addiction issues or addiction, whatever. If you can't get through, don't frust, don't, don't freak. Just, uh, here's Dr. Cassidy's cell number. Please just text him, text him once. Don't text him 60 times. Don't blow up his phone. Don't call him. Don't do it in the middle of the night. 530-682-8648, 682-8648. If it's easier for you, you can call or text me any old time you want. And I will run interference for you and get you what you need. 530-713-1838. Very simple. 713-1838. Lou Benninger. Okay. Give me a shout out or a text and <clears throat> and I will uh, we'll get you hooked up with an appointment. Okay. Very simple. <clears throat> also, I want to mention uh, Nellie Garcia with ne North Valley Paralegal. She's at 1110 Civic Center Boulevard, Suite 202A. That's right off Highway 20, right across from the Sheriff's Department. When you drive in the parking lot and you see the sign, first that will be the 100 building, then you'll get to the 200 building, and the 202A says Senator Nielsen on it. Well, he moved out, she moved in, and they haven't changed the sign, but she's in there, 202A, and she will solve your legal problems. And... Uh, She's a good person. She's an honest person. She's less expensive, much less expensive than an attorney. And uh, we'll give you, we'll do a better job for you. So here's her number. This is in Yuba City, 530-751-9289, 751-9289. Okay, so remember they accused, Avenatti accused, they just rolled out woman after woman after woman, uh, against judge kavanaugh you remember judge kavanaugh and uh, i think it was five or six women and uh, he he claimed that he was still a virgin into his 20s and and uh, that's after these women claimed they had relations with him isn't it weird how these things happen you ever been on a jury and uh, and the uh, prosecuting attorney starts and he said this is what we're going to prove this guy did this this guy did that this is unbelievable this is easy decision uh, you need to be fair and impartial, but I know you're going to, I know you're going to find him guilty, right? He starts and you think, wow, that guy was so convincing or that gal was so convincing. Then the defense stands up and then they just go this and that and this and that. And you think, oh my goodness, pretty convincing, right? Then you have to go back and you have to deliberate. You have to, all 12, you have to go back in the back room and deliberate. And it's so hard. I thought it was very hard to be a juror and and sort through all the evidence that all the facts that supposedly were presented well that's what happens when you hear these things come out over the media and you say oh brett kavanaugh raped these women or uh donald trump touched or had relations with uh stormy daniels do you think stormy daniels would like some publicity She's still involved in the adult movie business. I think Stormy Daniels would just love this. In fact, she ended up writing a book. How many, 
How many adult stars do you hear write books and stuff like that? She's making some money. So uh, the uh, said what was so stupid about the Democrats is that they put out Mar- Michael Avenatti and his flea bag client, Julie Swetnick. You remember her? And uh, anyway, it, it, it blew up in their face. And Avenatti went to prison. It, that blew my mind out. So I want to talk to you some about uh, some of the terrible things that have happened to the FBI. And I want to talk about a guy named uh, Tim, and not Tim Tebow, T-E-B-O-W, but Tim Thibault, T-H-I-B-A-U-L-T, 25-year veteran of the FBI. Chuck Grassley released a letter Senator Chuck Grassley, Iowa, said that FBI is intentionally corrupted, institutionally corrupted to the very core. Uh, so Tim, Special Agent Tim Thibault shared anti-social media posts while cut on his on his uh, platforms while covering up Hunter Biden's laptop scandal. He contacted Facebook, contacted all the uh, platforms, according to Je- uh, Mark Zuckerberg and others, and said the FBI put the kibosh on information, said any things contrary to this, this is Russian interference. Don't print it. Don't show it. Before the 2020 election, the FBI used Thibault, as their spokesperson to suggest the 2020 election was free and fair. Thibault also helped bury information about the Biden crime family. Uh, And Thibault was the mastermind behind the affidavit to raid President Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago. Tim Thibault, not Thibault, but Thibault, he has longtime connections to the Clintons and the Obamas. He was the F- FBI official who was the assistant in charge in investigating voter fraud in 2020 and said, nope, wasn't no voter fraud anywhere I looked. Well, this last August, Agent Thibault was escorted from the FBI headquarters in August. In other words, he was no longer employed there. He was never charged with any crime. He was just walked out between other agents and said, howdy do. Now there's evidence that Tim Thibault is out for revenge. His former girlfriend tweeted out on how he was going to retaliate against the good, honest men who leaked Congress about his crimes. Did you realize that many, many, many FBI agents are going to Congress people and telling them how corrupt the FBI is. It's rotten to the core. It isn't just a handful of people at the top. Greg Price wrote on his Substack page, I found disgraced FBI agent Timothy Thibault, girlfriend's twi- former girlfriend's Twitter account told a lot. Her Twitter gives reasons to believe that the FBI may be conspiring with Thibault to attempt to discredit and intimidate the whistleblowers, including revealing their identities. The question is, what happened to the FBI? 
So I want to uh, Tim Tebow runs. He was in charge of running the FBI's Washington field office, which naturally handles many of the federal law enforcement's most politically charged investigations. There's many laws, many, many regulations that prohibit FBI agents from engaging in political commentary that could undermine political confidence that the FBI is a nonpartisan, apolitical investigative agency. Did you know that? It's supposed to be nonpartisan, apolitical. Agents are strictly forbidden from exploiting their status as FBI officials to promote their political, commercial, and private sphere activities. And unless you've been living under a rock for the last seven years, you may have heard that the Bureau has been laboring under the weight of an enormous scandal stemming from the political biases of the FBI leadership and investigators, which are all liberals, big liberals. Turns out the boat has a very active, highly political presence on LinkedIn among other platforms, Twitter, etc. And no, to scrutinize that presence is not to deny that political officials are American citizens who, like everyone else, are entitled to have and express their political views. To attract people to his social media accounts, you know, like people, some people want to see how, how big the numbers are that are following them, right? So if you put some juicy stuff on there all the time, they're liable. It's like, oh, man, what's he putting on there now? They're like, click, 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 click. The boat appears to be brandishing his FBI credentials with the implication that his status and experience give him the best insight into the subjects of uh, ding battery. So anyway, in the follow-up uh, letters to Ray and uh, Merrick Garland, Grassley alleged that T-Boat had displayed a pattern of active public partisanship. On and on and on it goes. And uh, there's an act called the Hatch Act, and you can't go on social media strutting your stuck stuff or you violate the Hatch Act. In other words... Government employees have limits on them to strut their political beliefs and lobbying activities, federal employees, that is. So he's under investigation for that. Uh, so he's a trash talker. But it goes way beyond then. Now the FBI, there's a guy, you remember, so we got the activities going on in, out of Maryland and Washington, D.C. with the FBI all kinds of crazy stuff with the Bidens, et cetera, et cetera. Then you got member uh, Governor Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer, and there was supposedly this plot to, to kill her or a plot to abduct her, right? And um, the fact is that the FBI not only constructed the January 6th riots, they, they constructed and entrapped people into this kidnap affair. And an FBI agent by the name of Richard Trask, T-R-A-S-K, was right in the big middle of soliciting all these informants and getting involved with these right-wing groups, conservative groups, and stirring the pot to get them to do something and uh, stand up against all these shutdowns and stuff during COVID. But right in the big fat middle, Richard Trask was reported arrested for assaulting his wife after the two had attended a swingers party. And no, it wasn't in Sutter County. We have our own 
our government people, they love, they, I don't know what they're drinking, what kind of drinks they have, but they love to have sex with one another and exchange partners over there in Sutter County. And they do the same thing back there in Washington, D.C. So they attended a swingers party together. And uh, when on the way home, the wife did not like, and I don't know whether she didn't participate very well, but she did not like that party. And he ended up, they ended up fighting and he climbed up on top of her and smashed her head into the nightstand several times before she grabbed his beard to get free. Cause he looks like an undercover agent, big beard. Then he choked her. Trask 39 was arrested Monday and was released on bond in accordance with FBI policy. Of course, they can't talk about it. He faces a lot of time. If they find he's bad, 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 bad. Trask's wife's chest, clothes, and hand were covered in blood, and she had severe bruises around her neck. Happens when you choke a person like that. So Trask was an agent who was right in the middle of this this, uh, Detroit uh, operation to construct and, and kill the mission, abduct and kill the mission governor. This was a corrupt FBI entrapment. And uh, that's what that's what happened. Uh, they got some, they had a hung jury and then they retried him and it did something again and been one thing after another. But uh, they now uh, have some of the guys in jail. Some people feel like it was total entrapment. The what the in, the FBI infiltrates organizations and then they convince people in the organization supposedly to do illegal activities. Then they arrest all the organization that's called entrapment then we have a guy named Stephen d antuono now you know a trask is gone uh and d boat is gone rosenstein's gone uh mccabe is gone page is gone strock is gone or is gone. They're just a, I can just go on and on and on that they're gone. Now, Stephen D'Antono, Dion Tuono, Stephen Dion Tuono. All of a sudden, he announced his retirement after getting moved over to Washington, D.C. Where did he come from? He came from the same field office that Trask was in, that they just got through. Do you know that they had a, to try to get the governor, the government open? like we tried to get the government open here and start uh, doing business again. They had people protesting out, outside the government's uh, legislative branch. And you know something? The FBI, the police, did exactly the same team there as they did on January 6th. You say, Lou, what'd they do? They opened the doors and welcomed people in. They didn't try to keep people out. They cooperated with the protesters and said, y'all come in. Then they went after them. It's called entrapment, people. That's, that's what they did on January 6th. So Dion Tuono, he came up with that cockamamie idea over there in Detroit, or where the capital is, or wherever the capital is in the headquarters of the FBI in Detroit, but the capital, wherever the capital is in uh, the state house is in Michigan. He constructed how they're going to deal with those protesters, right? They they weren't going out there to be violent, but he came up with that idea, and then he came up with the January 6th idea. 
Stephen D'Antuono. He's been a part of some of the biggest investigations that the FBI has carried out. This includes uh, the kidnap of Michigan Gretchen Whitmer. It also includes the capital process January 6th. And he's gone. Now he's suddenly retired. Hmm. Maybe he saw that there was going to be Republicans taking over the Congress and he's going to get investigated. So Christopher Ray just lays low on all this. I'm pleased to announce David Sundberg's taking over. Well, people are getting pushed out of the government, and D'Antuono was one of the big dogs. So there were, check this out, there were 13 militiamen arrested in connection with the plot to kidnap uh, Gretchen Whitmer. Richard Trask, remember he's the guy that beat his wife's head into the uh, deal after the swingers night, didn't go well for her. Richard Trask affidavit was used in charges against the people accused of plotting to kidnap and kill the governor in retaliation of her COVID-19 shutdown. That's what Trask testified. Some 14 people allegedly were part of a group of the Wolverine Watchmen. But the men have pushed back and said they were set up by the FBI because of their political views. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. I don't believe this at all. And I'm going to talk about... uh, let me just see here. One more, more thing. I got. I, I've been collecting articles on this Richard Trask and um, and Stephen Dion Tuono. Stephen Dion Tuono in, in, instigated, encouraged, and facilitated the plot to kidnap Whitmer. That would be a leader in the FBI. We're going to be right back and catch our. Uh, Fifth segment in just a minute. Okay. Oh, hello, Mr. Soul. I dropped by to pick up a reason for the thought that I caught that my head is the event of the season. Wine crowds, just a trace of my face could seem so pleasing. I'll cop out to the change, but a stranger is putting the When socialism arrives, you're going to want to be ready to look at the glass as half full, even if the glass is empty, or even if there is no glass, because you're starving to death. Here are nine upsides to socialism you might not have considered. Number one, you can finally meet your weight loss goal. If these current trends hold, you'll be down to a slim, girlish 75 pounds by the end of the month. Number two, your wife will be limited to only a couple of decorative pillows. Save the leather couch cushions to boil into this year's neighborhood stone soup festival. Mmm. <laughs> Number three, kids aren't nearly as noisy when they're dehydrated. For big families living under socialism, silver linings abound. Number four, everyone is happy. Cause if you're not, straight to the gulag you go. I'm happy, I swear. Number five, you'll meet all kinds of nice people while standing in the bread line. Broaden your horizons. Or should we say, bread in your horizons. <laughs> eh? Eh? I thought it was funny. Oh, here's a fun one. Number six, no election fraud. It's easier when there are no elections. It's great. 
And number seven, no long lines at Starbucks. It's easier when there's no Starbucks. So much easier. Oh yeah, number eight, no more negative news about your government, because if you publish it, straight to the gulag. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> and finally, number nine, you'll never feel lonely again, because Big Brother will always be with you. It's all about perspective. Just remember to look on the bright side of socialism, or else, we just had trans day of visibility and I don't know how you feel but I feel that trans people have never been more visible I feel like at this point I have virtually seen up Caitlyn Jenner's skirt and frankly I wish I'd never looked but I just wanted to say that today I've decided is straight white male day of visibility and I want you to know that many of us real women out here, we see you and we think you're great. Truckers with your trucks, Canadian truckers dragging your testicles through the snow, wearing nothing but a t-shirt and some trousers, to plumbers with your pipes and being able to fix things when we're just about to kick off because we can't get the bloody washing done, to welders with your torches, to Farmers with your tractors, particularly Dutch farmers turning up to protest in your tractors, to scaffolders erecting poles at minus two degrees, wearing just hot pants. Well, that's just my fantasy, but you get my drift to doormen, man mountains, reassuringly warm when it's freezing outside and you're wearing just the one fluoro armband to the lads with your pints, to real men trying to make things work for their families and pretend that they know what they're doing and they're, they're tough at the same time, even when, quite frankly, they feel like they don't belong anywhere anymore, to all straight white men, because it's you that we call on when things are broke. It's you that we call on when we need to fix something. And it's you that we call on when the shit hits the fan. So to all straight white men. Many of us real women think you're terrific and we hope to see much more of all of you naked. I mean much more of all of you as we go about. Straight white men be as visible as it's possible to be. My name is Chris Smitherson and I'm unvaccinated. I feel so left out since all my vaccinated friends have COVID. Every time I see my vaccinated friends all hanging out inside, wearing masks because they all have COVID, I really start to regret my decision not to get the jab. Sometimes I fake a sneeze just to feel included, but they can tell. I'm healthy. I, I lick doorknobs, I, I double dip guacamole, I even ate a golden corral. But nothing worked. No matter how hard I try, I just can't get the Roma. Since I can't be quarantined with my friends, I guess I just have to continue on with my life. Out here. As if there's no pandemic. At all. I'm a parent. 
I'm a parent all day. I get to decide what happens in my child's life. Not you, not the government, not anybody. I don't co-parent. I had this child. I'm responsible for this child. Anything happens to little Johnny, you're calling me, right? As you should. So what I'm saying, hang on. So what I'm saying now is if I don't want my child giving lap dances at school by a drag queen, I don't want it done. That's happening. It's a hard world. Right. Well, if you uh, have a problem with your plumbing, the guys that have been around here the longest, I think it's the oldest plumbing operation besides like Frank Booth plumbing. They pretty much are in mechanical engineering now, not just your plumbers you call to come out and help you. They're big time. Different. They build big buildings. But just the the person that you'd want to come and fix a problem, you need to get it fixed right now. It's a big pain. Plug up in your lines or something's wrong. Your water's running everywhere. Thrifty rooters are the people that in this area, Yuba, Sutter, the whole surrounding area, about three or four or five counties, even up into Lincoln, California. They're all over the place. Thrifty rooter, they're there fast. Call them. You can even, you can even in the middle of the night, you find a problem, you can just get on your computer and go to thriftyrooter.net. Very simple, thriftyrooter.net. You can read all the things that they do, and you can just say, me, even if you don't see it there or you don't recognize the right words, you can either click on the things you want to say or make up things you want to say and just write in there and say, come on over. Here's my name, my phone number, my address. I need you. Or you could just dial them up old school at 530-673-8201. That's a, that's a uh, landline. 673-8201. They will come. They will come there quick. They are nice people that will take care of you. That's the big deal, right? You just want, that's American. Just like, be kind, be honest, do a good job. I'm happy to pay you. You solved my problem. Thank you, Jesus. Thriftyrooter.net, 530-683-8201. And you guys out there, you guys and gals out there in the rural areas, and you got yourself a septic system. We got some out there at the uh, Church of Glad Tidings where I go to church and volunteer out there we got all kinds of septic boy you got to pay attention you got to do your own maintenance on that stuff and it gets out of hand you 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 got a blockage or you got a you need to pump out those systems these guys just pull in easy peasy pop the top and uh, vacuum it all out haul it all away with them and uh you're back to you're back to swinging and hitting the ball Five three zero six seven three eight two zero one. Give them a shout, and uh, off the internet or by calling them, and uh, they will they will fix you up. Thriftyrooter.net. Go check out their website. It's kind of cool. Got a picture of a lot of their workers there. Not looks like nice people to me. I met a couple of them on the job. They're cool. So uh, also I want to mention Elite Universal Security. Never before in in my time, which is almost a hundred years, has so the the community's been so lawless. And people just ignoring the law, 
pooping here, peeing here, getting drunk, grabbing people, panhandling, molesting people at the front of stores, jerking people around, knocking the windows out, doing all kinds of stupid stuff, stealing stuff, just walking in. Yeah, you I'm going to take this. I'm not going to not even intend to not hiding it, just going to clean fill my bag and walk out. That's that's brazen lawlessness, brazen. And so if you need some help getting a control in your business, Elite Universal Security is the pay people you ought to give a shout-out to. I'm going to give you their phone number for two reasons. One, if you need a job, you want to become a guard, they'll even put you work part-time. They'll train you. The number over there is 530-749-0280, 749-0280. That's a landline. Call them anytime. they got a dispatch center there. They work all throughout Northern California. So if you're listening to me, you're up there in Oregon where it's freezing cold. The snow's down up there, Wairika area and stuff. Cold up there. Uh, they're working up there. So you could get a part-time job even though these guys are down here, but their workers are up there. So you may be in a county over in Butte County or some other county different from Yuba Sutter where I'm sitting here today. But uh, they will hire you, and they will train you and hire you and be happy to have you. Also, if you need some help, obviously they're located. They're doing jobs all over the place for government, for private enterprise, for farms, for ranchers, for industry. Uh, they're they're doing a good job for people. So give them a call. Uh, they'll also help you if you need to learn how to use a weapon. They'll teach you how to use a weapon, teach you how to shoot. They got their own range. They make it easy, super easy. So particularly a lot of ladies get a gun, you know. And uh, get a gun as a gift, and uh, they need maybe they haven't shot before, or maybe you're a guy and you've never shot before, and you got yourself a gun. A friend of mine just texted me today, said, Bought myself a new gun, he's out there in Missouri. He's got lots of guns, but he said, Bought myself a new, sent me a photo of it. And he said, We're going to the range. He's got a security team at his church, and he said, We're going out to the range, and we're going to like practice, become good shooters. So Elite Universal Security, 7490280, and uh, they will do you right. Okay, let me get back down to what I was talking about. So that what happened is, you know, we said, well, maybe there's just a few bad eggs at the top of the FBI. Sorry, gangs. They, there's over 30,000 FBI employees. I met, in fact, I haven't seen her in years, but there is a gal that was a tip volunteer for one time at one time for us and she was a dandy she's just a really nice lady and i thought i was so proud that she worked for the fbi and i was uh i thought i i'm a proud and then she brought some fbi uh people in and did a demonstration for us an investigation demonstration at trauma intervention some of their uh paraphernalia they they can spot evidence and stuff anyway i thought that i'm so proud of these people so my uh my view of the FBI has taken a 10,000-foot uh, drop, uh, like when the plane like loses power and goes into a spin. I've been in a spin for the last few years. So uh, anyway, we have a problem here in the FBI, and we have people uh, leaving that are uh, they don't want to go through hearings and uh, lie and get put in jail. That's what's going to happen because they are liars. We have people in law enforcement that are liars and they are, uh, they aren't, un they aren't, un uh, unpartisan. They are partisan. They're big time partisan. In fact, their plot is to undermine 
the uh, president of the United States and under undermine conservative values. So, uh, man, there's a lot of guys that have left guys and gals, <clears throat> guys and gals. So, um, Reporter Julie Kelly with American Greatness said that the plot was an FBI-inspired, organized, and executed scheme to kidnap and assassinate Michigan Governor Gretchen Newsom ahead of the 2020 election. They wanted to do everything they could to ruin President uh, uh, Trump's re-election. And... Uh, Cruz called the case against Whitmer kidnapping defendants an absolute debacle. And uh, that's Ted Cruz of Texas. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, he botched, Dion Tuono botched the investigation, actually created the conspiracy into the governor. Then they promoted him to Washington, D.C., which he repeated the same thing against Trump and also created the January 6th fiasco, which was, again, supposedly all Trump instigated. And so they're still working that angle. FBI Special Agent Jason Chambers worked with Chapel. Chapel is a guy that that uh, came to the FBI and said, hey, I think there's this organization and they're creating a lot of stink. Same people have gone to the government here and caused said things about me. So they even said I uh, a few years ago, they said I sent a letter or they sent a letter for me to Obama saying I was going to kill him. And so, Jason, this chapel, Dan Chapel, called him Big Dan. Dan was just a guy who said, oh, I think there's trouble over here. They paid him seventy thousand dollars. This guy to to be an informant for them. So Jason Chambers worked with Chapel on the Whitmer plot, as well as another one in Virginia, which was allegedly targeting then-Governor Ralph Northam. So they went around constructing these plots that made it look like, who? Conservatives were going to take out all these liberal governors. Ralph Northam, remember, he's big liberal, and then Whitmer. Anyway, Jason Chambers works with Chapel, right? Chapel isn't even an FBI agent. He's just a guy that they, he's a lackey. He's a gopher. During the testimony, it was revealed that Chambers had told Chapel to convince a Vietnam vet to kill the governor specifically. This is an FBI agent telling a citizen to convince, in other words, he's a paid citizen to convince a Vietnam vet to kill the governor. Chambers' own words, who owns his own Chambers, uh, the FBI agent, owns his own Internet intelligence company posted on the business Twitter account, hinting regarding potential arrest prior to the news breaking out of the Whitmer scheme. So Chapel earned, it says here, 60000 from the FBI during seven months. He's getting 10000 a month, right, basically. And... Uh, they also gifted him a smartwatch, a $3,300 laptop, new tires for his vehicle, according to defense evidence presented last spring. During testimony last spring, Chapel testified that during an anti-lockdown protest in April 2020 at the Michigan State Capitol, the FBI instructed state police, listen to this, listen, listen, listen. This is an individual that they paid off with thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. He said the FBI instructed state police to stand down and allow protesters to enter the building. 
That's exactly the same M.O., modus operandi, that they did in Washington, D.C. The same thing. They opened the gates. They opened the doors. They welcomed it in. That's what the videos show as well. It wasn't Trump. It was the Dems. So that's what's going on. Uh, It says there is a group of politicized thugs at the top of the FBI who are using the FBI as Joe Biden's personal Gestapo. Lots of people believe in that, folks. Lots of people believe that's what's going on. It's bad. It's bad news. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go down here, and I'm going to... Do you remember Waco? Waco, Texas, Waco? 30 years later now. uh, James Madison said this. This is going to shock you. It's been said that all government is evil. It would, be, it would be more proper to say that the necessity of any government is a misfortune. This necessity, however, exists. And the problem to be solved is not what form of government is perfect, but which of the forms is least imperfect. Now, I'm going to try to get through this. This is some interesting stuff, and it's it's how government can lose their minds, its individual mind. You know, it's kind of like a mob. A mob can go out and hang somebody, but an individual probably would never hang anybody. Talks about we're coming up on the 30-year deal of Waco, but we're also April 19 is also a date that was irrevocably scarred by disgraceful actions of the uh, or a- April 19th, it talks about also it's a uh, a marker for the American Revolution at Lexington, Con- Lexington and Concord in 1775, the first steps towards establishing an irrevocable declaration. In other words, the first shot heard around the world, April 19th, glorious day. It's Patriot's Day. But it also was the day that uh, disgraceful actions of the alcohol, tobacco, firearms group, ATF, and particularly FBI 30 years ago. They assaulted the cult, remember, a cult compound of a delusional sociopathic pedophile, pedophiles everywhere. His name is, real name is Vernon Howell, also known as David Koresh. They were northeast of Waco. You know something, people? You got to get out of your deal. You can't just go out and, and if people are weird, you can't arrest them unless they do something that is against the law, right? Just because people are weird or you don't believe in their religion is, is you, they don't you don't give the police a right to murder them. The assault was a culmination of what is infam- infamously known as Waco siege, it began on February 28th, a month after Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton becomes president. He's got himself a attorney general by the name of Janet Reno, and under her was a guy named Eric Holder, and under her was a guy named Merrick Garland. The siege lasted for 51 days in a failed attempt to force the cult members out of the compound. At the beginning of the siege, there were 79 cult adults believing in a messianic apocalyptic vision, and there were 48, 46 children, 79 adults adults, 46 children. 
that were there because the adults were there. They did. They weren't joining some weird group. After months of investigations regarding illegal weapons, the FBI just says, oh, they have illegal weapons, just like they did with Randy Weaver and his wife and killed his wife and killed his teenage son uh, two years before. So now they said, oh, they got illegal weapons and explosives, so we're going to go and take them from them. Isn't this interesting? You just take stuff from people. In spite of the Second Amendment, right? So they had warrants for both search and seizure and for arrests, and a full-mounted assault plan and execution was set into motion early on Sunday, the morning of the 28th. Shortly after ATF commenced with its dynamic entry plan, a photographer, Jim Peeler, was trying to locate two friends, a reporter and cameraman with Waco CBS affiliate, John McLemore and Dan Maloney. The latter was tipped off about the raid. A day early, Waco Heald Herald Tribune had begun an expose series on the crash. They all knew it was going down, so they're calling the sinful Messiah. So Peeler, the photographer, went out to find him. He wanted to go out and take some photos. But he couldn't find him, and he ran into a mail carrier named Dave Jones. And Dave Jones picked up on Peeler, wanted to find him, so he told him where the compound was. But David Jones was one of Koresh's brothers-in-law, so he called David Koresh and said, hey, there's something up. And so the Koresh group all got ready for a raid. As Koresh was sounding the alarm inside the compound, he and uh, he had an FBI plant in the group by the name of Robert Rodriguez. Actually, he was an ATF undercover agent. He was a part of the group. So when Koresh announced that they were going to get raided by the ATF and the FBI, et cetera, et cetera, and, and he knew from good sources, the undercover agent, who'd been living there for months, called the ATF and said, let's call off the raid. They know what's coming. But instead of that, the zealous... Military people wanted to throw down on Koresh and obliterate them. They, sometimes they just got an itch. That's how Dan Love was with the uh, Deputy Dan over there, B, Bureau of uh, Internal Affairs over there at Clark County. He wanted to, like, assassinate. Uh, he was killing people over there, running them off their property. Dan Love. Rodriguez left the compound and warned ATF about it the bosses of atf that they know we're coming they know we're coming don't do this don't do this let's call it off now do you think do you think koresh always stayed inside the compound no they could have arrested him on the way to town why didn't they do that they passed they wanted to attack the compound let's have war let's throw down on these boys were they doing stuff yep he's a pedophile they they, so they wanted to throw down a gun battle ensued in two hours, there were four ATF agents killed and 16 wounded. <laughs> there were six Koresh followers killed and 11 wounded. But it didn't end there. It went on for 51 days. Weeks of grotesque FBI, FBI in, in, ineptitude combined with unbridled aggression. Five things stand out as the most memorable things about the siege. First, 
would be that the fact that reporters were vid- with video cameras were present and filmed much of the entire event. There were 75 ATF and FBI agents, and overhead there were three Sikorsky UH-60 Blackhawks helicopters with Texas National Guard crews. Second would be images of the siege and the FBI's military vehicles surrounded the compound. They had nine Bradley fighting vehicles, five M728 combat engineer vehicles, two M1A1 Abrams main battle tanks, and one M88 tank retriever, augmented by two Bell UH-1 Iroquois overhead helicopters. These are images that should anger every American. They were also the psychological ops at night, including spotlighting the facility, blaring sounds to prevent sleep, jet planes, music, Buddhist chanting, all on recordings, blasting, and screams of rabbits being slaughtered. We're coming to the end of this segment, and I'm going to uh, carry this on into the last segment. We'll be back in just a moment. of the endless grind at work? Exhausted by your family, desperate for some peace and quiet? Your kids want you! Then ask your doctor about COVID. By simply getting COVID, you're guaranteed a five and sometimes even 10 day vacation from all of life's problems. I needed a break, just some time away from everyone. So my doctor suggested I get COVID and it was the greatest week of my life. All I wanted was to sit on the good part of the couch and watch the Netflix I wanna watch. And I was finally able to, thanks to COVID. At first I was worried about getting COVID, but my doctor assured me it's fine now. I'm triple vaxxed, quadruple if you count HPV. So it's my time to shine. Side effects of COVID include having COVID, which is still kind of bad, but doesn't it seem different now? I definitely got sick. (laughs) But I also got paid for 10 days to never leave a blanket. Plus, I got a great story I could tell people at work. It was like I had a bad cold for three days. And of course I had to isolate from my three kids because I didn't want to get them sick. But uh, what do they eat? I gave it 14 days to be extra safe. And for an extra fee, we'll knock out the Wi-Fi near your house so you can't do any Zooms. Oh, well, too bad. (laughs) COVID is the perfect way to get out of jury duty, cousin's wedding, friend's improv show, neighbor's adult baptism, and husband's murder trial. At this point, COVID is basically a 10-day cruise, which is also a great way to get COVID. COVID isn't for everyone. That's why there's also new COVID Always Positive Home Test. The only COVID test that comes with two pink lines already drawn on. Uh, Again? But you just had it a week ago. Please don't do this to me. COVID. Because sometimes the only way to get mentally healthy is to get physically sick. And sure, there might be long-term memory problems, but that would honestly be amazing because there's so much I want to forget. My brain's already really bad. If it gets 10% worse, but I don't have to talk to a single person for a week, I'll take that deal in a horse beat. You mean a heartbeat. <laughs> Either way, thanks, COVID. Thanks, COVID. Thanks, COVID. I think I'll get COVID again. 
COVID. Go ahead. You deserve a break. I am an illegal gun owner, what some would call a deranged murderous criminal. And yeah, I'm concerned about how these new laws are going to affect both my illegal gun ownership and my ability to brutally murder anyone that crosses me. Democrats, who I usually vote for because I want to get out of parole easy, are proposing a whole slew of gun control laws, which means in order to, to get my guns, I have to start breaking laws. I mean, even more than the laws that I already broke, because I'm a murderer. The background check thing sounds really concerning. I would definitely fail since I'm a well-known psychopath. <laughs> I mean, you take one look into my background, you'll find that I killed Mikey and Little T, and I killed the old man Humphreys while he was walking home from work. I killed the uh, cashier at the Circle K, and I killed uh, What's-Her-Face. Mm. Plus, there's the people I've injured, and the list of people I still want to murder. It's a long list, so no way I'm getting a gun. The background check turns up all of that. The only silver lining is this. I've never actually purchased a gun through a gun dealer. I just steal all of my murder weapons. In fact, sometimes I steal them from the people I murder. And so far, no one has proposed a background check on theft, so I think I'm good. But they also want to limit high-capacity magazines. So, 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 let's just say, hypothetically, I got to drive by a crack house on 12th Street and shoot it up a little bit, you know, to send them a message, but now, I got to reload after every 10 shots. You see what irritating and annoying that would be? To be honest, I might just keep using a high-capacity magazine in spite of the law, because I'm not just out there trying to commit murder. I'm trying to commit multiple counts of murder. That's the difference between being good and being great. Honestly, I haven't been this concerned about the new law since they put those gun-free zone signs up around schools, because here's the thing. Sometimes, the people I want to kill are near schools. It seems like these politicians don't even consider the adverse effect their policies will have on people's lives. Or on my ability to end their lives. The only policy that sounds kinda cool is the buyback program. If they offer a lot of money for AR-15s, that could be pretty worthwhile. I'll sell them the ones I got. Then use the money to buy more guns illegally on black market. Then, I'll go right on murdering. Look, in the end, while I'm still a little frustrated that these gun laws will be a minor inconvenience for murderous psychopaths like myself, I am grateful that they ultimately won't do anything to stop me from killing. And hopefully, if there are a few less good guys with guns out there, it could even make my job Third, the image seared into most memories of that is that the camp compound and was engulfed in flames after modified combat engineering vehicles ripped holes in the building and pumped tear gas into different sections. On the fateful final day, 
Of the 84 people inside the building, 76 were killed, including 28 children, two pregnant women. Nine escaped from the fire and eight were later convicted of firearms charges. Isn't that amazing? All this, and that's the best you can get, a firearms charge? You couldn't be patient and let people leave the compound and pick them off as you picked them up down the road? No, 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 no. We need to have some, we need to have a little taste of the frontline duty. Throw down. Nine escaped from the fire and eight were later convicted of firearms charges. Forensic review of the remaining bodies determined that 16, including Mr. Koresh, had gunshot wounds to the head. They didn't want to survive. Pictures of this, you can see pictures on the internet, are powerful. Just um, fourth, the FBI's action at Ruby Ridge. You got to go if you've never read about Randy Re- Weaver and uh, how they destroyed his family in Idaho, Ruby Ridge, Idaho. Randy Weaver killed his wife, holding his baby, standing inside the cabin, shot him with a sniper. Oh, you're a hot dude. Those sniper disappeared now. He he don't want to be found around America. You think, oh, Randy Weaver, he was probably, probably, probably. Yeah, why did they pay Randy Weaver's two daughters a million or two million apiece as compensation? Really? The FBI's actions at Ruby Ridge, Idaho, two years earlier influenced Koresh's distrust of the FBI and the ATF. He knew all about what happened at Ruby Ridge. The whole, the whole world did. It was another disgusting corrupt deep state hit they got blood they thirst for blood and guts and they they want to use those weapons to blow people up fifth the grotesque retribution in response to waco you know what happened next the oklahoma city bombing two years later weavers two years before ruby ridge Then Waco two years later, then two years later, Oklahoma City bombing, April 19th. Isn't it interesting? 1995. April 19th, Waco. Timothy McVeigh killed 168 people, including 19 children. Deadliest act of homegrown terrorism in the nation's history. McVeigh claimed his April 19th attack to be an act of revenge for the deaths of Koresh cult members. Some people think it was all FBI instigated on McVeigh. The people in our country have a right to be crazy. You hear what I say? People of our country have a right to be different and crazy. As long as they aren't hurting other people. Koresh was clearly in danger and endangering others, including the children he victimized. The same way with Jim Jones with people's church out of San Francisco when they went to Guyana. He could have been apprehended. You know who protected him? Democrat politicians. 
I'm not being picky. I'm just telling you how it is. Local government officials at the state level and even all the way back to Washington, D.C. protected Jim Jones. Legitimate questions about why the ATF did not arrest Koresh off-site. In fact, Koresh, he left the compound, came and went. FBI can't figure You know, it's amazing. The Merrick Garland the other day said the reason they raided the Catholic father, who has seven children and a wife, never committed any crime in his life. He was just standing in front of an abortion clinic, praying, right? talking to women if they wanted to talk to him. That's it. He said the reason they raided his house with all these young children in there, the FBI with 15, 16 guys with guns, out poor and wet vests and everything, was that uh, it was dark out. That's how they had to do it. It was dark. They couldn't just, even though he had volunteered to come in and talk to the FBI and turn himself in if that's what they wanted. Listen, Merrick Garland is a little mouse, evil person, just like Anthony Fauci. They belong. They have the same DNA. They're evil. There's no acceptable explanation on why Koresh could not have been arrested away from the compound and just sorted out all the other issues one by one. They played right into the uh, Koresh's apocalyptic vision that he was some sort of a martyr. This is the FBI and ATF. This is the same type of people that are in the uh, the Bureau that are trying to, Bureau of Land Management, BLM people. They're trying to take property from good, wholesome people. Randy Weaver was not doing anything wrong. You know what they were after him on? A weapons charge. He didn't shoot anybody. They just thought he had weapon, uh, you know, some weapons he shouldn't have. Again, a violation of the Second Amendment. We have rights to have weapons. People have rights to have weapons. And you just don't blow the whole place up. By the way, they think that Koresh lit the place on fire himself at some point. And after 50-some days, I'm sure they're running out of food and everything. This author said it is notable that the FBI's actions 30 years ago were indicative of a rogue cadre of command level agents who acted with impunity. What does impunity mean? Not going to be held accountable. Just doing their job, just like Nazis. And inexcusable and deadly, as inexcusable and deadly as a Koresh cult confrontation was. The FBI and the federal agencies still harbor dangerous rogue elements to this day, which pose a direct threat to American liberty. You know, there's many, I've known cops over the years, many that, that have never fired their weapon, never needed to fire their weapon their whole career, never shot anybody, maybe pulled their weapon, never fired their weapon. Others are just fired up, man. They want to they throw down. They want to have war. They got all the tactical gear. Given the clear evidence of corruption by a lawless cadre of high-level deep state partisans, 
within the Department of Justice and the FBI who attempted to bring down the presidency of the United States of America, Donald Trump. There should be a partisan, bipartisan condemnation of such rogue government operations. We have passed the time of no return. Unless the conservatives can take over this government and, and return it to a place of law and order and respect and decorum, uh, this country is toast. I want to just, you remember when Trump referred to shithole nations? I want to give you some shithole nations that have uh, acted like what Adam uh, or uh, Alvin Bragg acts like. Cambodia. At the beginning of March, Cambodian opposition leader Kim Saka was sentenced to 27 years in prison for treason. Six years after being arrested for an alleged plot to overthrow the country's prime minister, Hun Sen, who had governed the country since 1998. The allegations against Saka are specifically that he colluded with a foreign country, America, against interests of his own country. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. I only have 10 minutes yet less. The U.S. government released a statement that it was all poppycock. How about another country? Shithole. Tunisia. Remember the Arab Spring? Remember how everybody was so upbeat about democracy and freedom sweeping the Middle East? It didn't work out so hot. From Syria to Egypt to Libya, large-scale protests and pro-democracy movements ultimately led to a crackdowns, renewed dictatorships, and gruesome civil wars. The lone bright spot was the first nation in the domino chain, Tunisia, which actually did successfully hold relatively peaceful fair elections and resulted in first ever Democrat elected president. So yeah, since then it hasn't gone so hot. Second democratically elected president, Kais Saeed dismissed parliament, parliament revoked parliamentary immunity and ruled by decree before implementing his reworked constitution. They made himself a dictator. Let's skip on down to Nicaragua. These are, these are, you think, oh, yeah, we aren't like them. No, we're just like them. Look what they're doing to Trump right now. They've been on Trump for how many years? Six years now since he announced for president. Just a few months ahead of the national election in Nicaragua in 2021, Nicaragua police arrested seven opposition leaders within a single week, all of them for super perlatively vague crimes of acting against the independent sovereignty and auto auto determination of the country. In response to doing this, the Biden administration's hit Nicaragua with sanctions for anti-democratic maneuvers. Oh, you can't just go out and arrest the opposition. So, but that's what they did. And Biden said, Oh, we're going to take away your money, but they go right down and arrest Trump for nothing. How about Georgia? Not Georgia in the United States. Georgia over there used to be part of the Soviet Union. In early 2021, Georgian police dragged opposition leader Nika Melia out of the party's headquarters in a violent raid. 
The case against Amelia was rooted in allegations that he incited violence during street protests. Oh, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? He cited violence, cited violence by his supporters against the government. U.S. State Department complained that arresting Melia needlessly raised political tensions in a divided country. Oh, they, oh, what's good for them and good for us? Said the United States deeply troubled by the arrest of opposition leader Nika Melia. Polari- talked about polarizing rhetoric. Oh, these, uh, how about Bolivia? At the end of 2022, the left wing government arrested Luis Fernando Camacho, the right-wing governor of the country's largest state, on charges of terrorism stemming from his support of 2019 protests that toppled the country's then-leader, Evo Morales. State Department, our State Department, was not so upset about the arrest of a right-wing opposition leader. It's interesting. I thought we were interested in having the world look more like us. Now we kind of want it to look more like communist countries. In 2016, Ugandan president candidate Kiza Bisai was arrested on election day of all things and subsequently charged with treason for encouraging illegal protests and challenging the legitimacy of the election results. So they just arrested him. See, we have precedent of arresting our presidents now. But back then, the U.S. said in 2016, we, we don't go along. You can't do that. Called into question Uganda's commitment to a transparent free process. Oh, we didn't call into question the transparent and free process. Finally, we got Ukraine. From 2018 to 21, Viktor Medvedchuk was the chairman of the second largest political party in Ukraine. Pro-Russia. Opposition platform, the what they call the For Life Party. Then that spring, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky froze Medvek's, Medvedchuk's assets and placed him under house arrest on charges of funding terrorism. Three, you know, the U- USCIA was involved in this. Three months after Zelensky banned three TV Medvedchuk-linked TV channels for their support of opposition parties, on and on and gone. Once again, the U.S. sharply criticized. Oh, wait a minute. Actually, they didn't contemn Medvedchuk's arrest. That's because they were behind it. Dirty dogs. Listen, people, we got big problems, big, big problems. They, these are all dirty, dirty people that are behind this, and they're Americans that are doing this dirty work. Bana- what they u- We used to call them banana republics. Okay, so a couple things here. We got four minutes left. I want to encourage you to watch out and, and start watching the website for information, new information. Watch the videos. Watch, watch the news deals, freedomco.net, okay? I talked to you about that, freedomco.net. That's a website. And then uh, the gentleman tonight at the meeting said, Lou, sometimes you say things, and I, I need to find out more about it. So I told you before, you can call me or text me at 530-713-1838. 
and I will help you with the information you wanted but couldn't get fast enough on the radio, okay? Also, the third Saturday of every month, starting April 15th, it's hard to believe that's a third Saturday, right? That seems like it's the second Saturday, but it's the third I checked. So the third Saturday of every month, Steelhouse Coffee and Fernando's and those businesses along Center Street between Plumas and I think it's Rockholt Way. It's an alley right there by Sutter Butte's Brewery. They're going to block that little section of street off and have a bunch of booths set up for people to sell things and inform people about stuff and maybe uh, it's a fun kind of market, little market there on both sides of the street. So it's fun hangout time, good food, coffee, enjoy some friends and get some stuff. So freedomco.net and glad tidings and the uh, anti-narcon group are going to be in one booth down there. So April 15th, it's from 2 PM to 7 PM in the evening. So in the cool of the day, two to seven, so you can get some refreshments down there. You can grab a meal down there at Fernando's or they have other restaurants in the general vicinity. But Fernando's is right there behind the, the uh, pop-up tents. And uh, if you want to be involved, and maybe if they have some space, you want to call Steelhouse Coffee, and uh, S-T-E-E-L-E, Steelhouse Coffee, and uh, see if they got some space there. And I think that the rent is very inexpensive. Uh, I won't quote it to you because I don't want to be misquoted or misquote somebody else, but it's, it's very, it's minimal, minimal. So uh, if you have anything you want to sell, I noticed my friend Leslie Greenitz was down there a week ago. They started, I mean, a month ago, uh, she was selling some of her original art, paint, paintings, beautiful stuff down there. So anyway, check out, see what they want and uh, call Steelhouse Coffee and you can get in on that April 15th. That's the next date. They'll probably do it as long as the weather is nice and if there's enough response and there's some, you know, it's a great thing to do to hang out. So uh, I'm just looking down here to see if I'm about out of time here. So uh, well, let me mention a couple other people. Uh, if you need it, also if you need it, plumbing the plumbing doctor can help you in yuba sutter counties give a shout out to the plumbing doctor at 530-671-9111 they serve around the clock if you can do it during the wake hours that's easier for them but if you need it in the middle of the night baby they got you if you're a business out there i heard them i was hearing them talking about working for taco bell and different restaurants around town you know when the, a restaurant has a problem they got a problem you got to get it now so call Plumbing Doctor. You can reach their dispatch at 530-671-9111. I know Ted Holmes, known him for 40-some years. He does not. He's a good man. He's an honest man. He's a, a, a philanthropic man. He helps people all over the world. I've, I've been with Ted all over the world, and I've sent Ted all over the world. And uh, finally, Greenitz Construction. Dave Greenitz is a wonderful guy. Same with Dave. He, uh, we work together on projects, a lot of volunteer projects, uh, humanitarian projects. Greenest Construction does some of the nicest work on kitchens and baths in the area. So if you want to check out, check these, just check these photos out and you'll make your own decision. Greenest, that's green, the color with ETZ on the end, greenestconstruction.com. Or you can go to Dave Greenest Construction Facebook page. And you can see his before and after work, and you can uh, give him a call. You can text him off those platforms. You can give him a call or text him at 530 682 
682-9602. Give it, let me give it to you again, 682-9602. And you won't regret it. He is the best in the area. And I know some of his subs as well. And they are super. And you can see it when you see the photos before and after. All right, we're going to call it a day. And uh, we'll be back, Lord willing, uh, a week from today. And uh, hope you do well. trees are green red roses too I see them bloom for me and you and I think to myself what a wonderful world I see skies are blue The bright blessed day and the dark sacred night.